Just a quick heads up, this episode might contain a little colorful language. I'm Leon Davis, and this is One Good Question. There are a lot of conversations about COVID-19 and how it is affecting those on the front lines. But there aren't a lot of conversations with those same people who have to deal with it in their day-to-day. With that in mind, I'm speaking to five different nurses from five different disciplines, all living in different areas of the United States. And they're all dealing with COVID-19 on different levels. In the spirit and tradition of One Good Question, they all received the same question. Although common themes surfaced, they all left me with different things to think about. And that is the one thing that struck me. No matter how hard we tried to fit this into a neat little box, the opinions about this pandemic, how it has been handled, and what needs to be done going forward are as diverse as this nation. The question, what do you think the biggest thing that people on both sides of the political spectrum of this very non-political issue are missing at the ground level? My guest today is Trisha Hartstack. She is a CVICU nurse for Texas Healthcare in the greater Houston area. And she resides in a small town just outside of Houston. So, you know, Leon, you know, yeah. I don't know anything about politics. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like stressing over this question. I was talking to my husband last night. I'm like, help me. I'm like, you know, I don't know politics and I don't get into politics. My husband graduated from A&M in agriculture, but you know, does like politics and, you know, can debate and talk about, you know, politics. So, you know, he has his answer. Well, so I'm like, well, maybe I can, maybe I can just use yours. No one's asking nurses. Like there's no one really talking to nurses. Like they're talking for nurses and talking for the people that are out there actually having to deal with this thing. Like, even if you're not working directly with it, it still affects your day to day. What I'm really looking for is more of a, uh, just a perspective from people who are having to deal with this on the ground level day to day and what's being missed in the conversation that's out there. Well, you know, I work for a health system that is just a Texas health system. It's a big health system. And, you know, I mean, it's flagship hospital is downtown Houston. It's a level one trauma. And then, you know, it has various, you know, like community, you know, hospitals. And we've not had any where I work. And, and I think I can speak pretty comfortably for the entire health system of, of where I work, but have had no problems <clears throat> with like PPE, have had no problems feeling um, unsafe at all. I think the, Leon, I mean, honestly, here's to me the bottom line. And this is what I, when my husband gave his answer, you know, kind of to your question, I was like, well, here's the deal. Like, this is a worldwide pandemic that we have not seen in an extremely, extremely long time. Like, nobody. So how do you handle this on every level? I couldn't imagine being an administrator or executor or you know, in a obviously president, you know, situation trying to decide what is best for our country and best for, you know, our world, because there's not a right answer, right? Like there's, yeah, yeah. there's, a, you know, there's a right, there's a wrong, there's a, 
I mean, everybody has their own opinion and, you know, everybody is going to agree and everybody's going to disagree. And so, I mean, I couldn't imagine trying to make all these decisions and um, what's right, what's wrong. And I'm going to like Leland, that's my husband, his, his kind of answer to your question was, you know, like when they were shutting you know, businesses down. And I know I'm totally straying away from your question of nursing. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What? Like mid-March when basically, you know, it was, hey, we need to shut businesses unless you're essential. Basically, everybody needs to stay home and, and blah, blah, blah. You know, my husband was like, well, who gives the government the right to tell me as a business owner that I can't have people come in? Meaning, why can't a person make their own decision if they want to take the risk um, of contracting, you know, COVID or not? Like, why can't I just stay open? And if you walk in my door, you're taking a risk. And if you don't want to take that risk, then you stay at home. And my response to that was, again, like what I was just saying, we've not been in this situation. Like this virus is contracted so easily and um you know no one really knows what to do and um and there are people out there that really are ignorant leon yeah and on both sides on both sides and basically need to be told you have to stay at home because they just wouldn't know any difference and for like a nursing perspective I mean, I am in critical care. I'm in a specialized ICU. So we do not get COVID patients. So I really can't speak from having firsthand, you know, experience. But I mean, every person that um, I I know that unit that's getting those patients, you know, they're taking all, you know, measures. And of course, we have restricted visitors. Um, everybody that walks in through the door has to have their temperature taken, has, you know, all the questions asked, you know, they, if you ever feel ill, you know, you're, I mean, you're out of work, you know, for, you know, whatever the length is. And actually now we just got an email that everyone that is clinical, regardless of where you work, if you're clinical, you have to be, you know, COVID tested. So, and then depending on if you're positive or you know, negative, obviously you're fine to work. If you're positive, but you don't have symptoms, this is what will happen. You know, obviously if you have symptoms, this is what will happen. So, I mean, I think, I think hospitals are taking, you know, taking this very, very, very seriously. And they're, you know, helping, helping out their nurses, you know, a great, I mean, all hospital staff to keep them, you know, safe. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't feel like to say what did our, you know, administration, our government administration miss. I honestly don't, I can't answer that. Uh, less of what the government's missing, but more of uh, what are people, like people that are talking about day to day. Like what, what is, what would be a good thing for them to know about how this affects you all? And so that. Well, they, and you know, what's weird is, is at work, we don't even talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> like like on my unit, we don't like obviously when it first like hit 
if you will, like when the shit was kind of like going down. Yeah. Like, of course we were like, okay, well, what does this mean for, because my unit is a specialized unit where we mainly take um, elective surgeries. And so, um, you know, obviously that elective surgeries uh, have stopped. Yes. And, um, and so now they're slowly kind of bringing that back in. So again, my unit was not, you know, we were not the COVID unit. I think most hospitals, you know, had a set COVID, you know, unit, but like, we don't even, we don't even talk about it. (laughs) I mean, honestly, we don't even, you know, the first few weeks, I think everyone's just like, Hey, how's this going to be, you know, just kind of wanting to know the more logistics about it. I mean, Leon, I don't even wear a mask when I go out. Yeah. Yeah. I only wear a mask to work. You know, someone did make a post because we've been donating lots of pizzas to kind of like our, our, the essential businesses. And of course we always wear gloves for sure. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and here, I guess, you know, for restaurant businesses, they have not mandated that you wear masks. And so, you know, I've had someone question me, you're a nurse, you're even a cancer survivor and you don't even wear a mask. Here's the thing, buddy. <laughs> the mask that protects you is called an N95. Yeah. For which you have to be like medically fit for. Like when you put that mask on, you have to do kind of like breathing exercises, various testing to make sure that no air escapes your mask. So, you know, these people that are wearing masks, yes, something is better than nothing, right? Yeah. But the masks are not fitted to your face yeah air seats out air seats in you know yeah Yeah, i mean yeah i think um so it's funny i was listening who was i listening to uh pharrell i was actually talking about yeah when he was in he was in europe and not europe uh, in japan and he noticed somebody with a mask and see but the, the way they wear masks over there is if they are sick they wear masks to protect you from them so, which is interesting because that's a different paradigm on how we look at it. And that's actually, I think, was more the idea. But I think in general, as a country, we're having a big issue with groupthink around protecting other people. It's because we are always very, as a country, we're very inwardly focused. And we're like, what about me, 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 me? And a lot of the things, this is just my part, what I'm seeing, a lot of the things I see that they're trying to put in place is more of let's think of these other people and try to protect these other people who are more who may be more susceptible or just try to avoid yeah. spreading it right and so i think that's personally where i think we're having issues as a country grappling with the measures in place because we are so used to being inwardly focused like we're thinking about ourselves and what's being asked of us is more of a group think on taking care of others. Right. Uh, well, you know, Harris County, which is Houston, have mandated that you wear a mask when you go out in public unless you're eating, unless like you're dining, eating, drinking, or you're exercising. And and I don't live in Harris County, but I was told that the fine is like $1,000 or up to $1,000 if you don't follow that rule yeah and you know if you're sick or you or you 
so much for having symptoms. Why are you out, first off? You need to be at home unless you're out because you're going to a doctor or, I mean, you know, you should be at home. But, I mean, again, (laughs) you know, the mask, you know, something is better than nothing. But, I mean, the mask that protects you is the N95. Yeah, yeah. And there's just not enough of those out there. No, right. Because they're not, I mean, they're not meant for lay people to wear them. They are meant for hospital personnel um, those that uh, have airborne, have droplet, you know, illnesses, and to be placed in a specialized room. <laughs> you know, I mean, these masks are not just meant to wear at any time. But, I mean, that's why, like, I mean, I don't wear a mask. And, and you know, I mean, people are like, aren't you concerned or worried? No, I'm really not. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, not. it's not, it's not going to protect you any more than than not wearing a mask. Well, so. I mean, and, and people that, that are, you know, making their own out of handkerchiefs and, you know, own out of, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, again, something is better than, than nothing, right? Something. But the whole point of the N95, again, is that no, I mean, it is tight-fitted around your nose and your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no air can seep in, no air can seep out. You know, yeah, if you have symptoms, stay at home. But it, for for us in the nursing where I work, really, Leon, like it's just another day. Okay. Like we don't even now. Again, I'm I can't. You know, I'm not speaking for. You know, everybody in God bless, like the you know, like Louisiana, New York, and California, where they got hit real hard. You know, their nursing perspective is probably far different than than mine, yeah. you know, because when we're not taking COVID patients. So um, it's just I think that in Texas, the reason that we've our ramp up has been so slow is that we're all the other places are more densely packed. Like uh, tech, we're right. in, and like even here in Dallas, that is in, where we're heavily populated. We're still pretty spread out. Like, I mean, I, I tell people I live in Dallas, but I live like 40. I live closer to the Oklahoma state line than I yes. do to downtown Dallas. But Dallas yes, is but, but Dallas is where I tell people I stay. And I think right. I mean, you, you bring up a good point about that, Leon, is that Houston, too, spread out, you know, San Antonio spread out, you know. Yeah. I mean, heavily populated. But I mean, right. It's a spread out city. Whereas like New York, New York is just up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> so it, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out over the next couple of months in this state, especially since uh, we are now moving toward opening things up. Uh, it's just... Well, and, and here's... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, uh, it's just interesting being in the restaurant industry and understanding the back-end economics of it. 25% capacity thing just doesn't... It's not feasible. I, I think if you're a restaurant owner, owner and you're so desperate to open up your restaurant that you open up using this 25% rule, you're going to take a bath. Like you, you may as well just stay closed because it takes money to reopen and 25% capacity is not going to make your margins. Well, um, I mean, that's, I've been talking to some other, you know, local Brenham. Um, I mean, you can consider us a restaurant because we are doing like, we've been able to, if we didn't have the pizza, we would be closed. 
yeah. because obviously, you know, I mean, again, our focus is really for kids to come out, our families to come out, play wiffle ball, you know, have, have a, you know, beer or wine and, you know, watch, you know, sports. But so thank God we do, we serve pizza and that's what's been able to keep us open. So I guess like, you know, we're kind of in that restaurant, you know, umbrella, but I mean, exactly right. Like what, what is 25%? Yeah. You know, I mean, what you have to do is take what your fire marshal has the capacity that the fire marshal has granted you to have. Yeah. And then, you know, then measure out your, your 25%. I mean, that could be 11 people. My business to me is more of a like headache of trying to figure that out than being a nurse. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, but again, Leon, I'm not in a danger zone like where, New Orleans or New York or, you know, in California, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in a total different nursing area than those folks. And I couldn't even imagine being in their shoes Yeah, because COVID does and will kill you. If you know, if you're the immunocompromised and your body just can't fight it off. It's just like, it's like the flu, you know, people yeah. die from the flu. Yep. So, I mean, I admire those mer- those nurses that are, are you know, in this true war zone um, because, I I mean, I couldn't imagine being in, in their shoes. I'm, I'm safe, you know, Leon. Like, I am. I'm truly, I'm, I'm, I'm safe. <laughs> so, I mean, it's very, it's a very different feel for me than it is for those that, you know, that aren't. I imagine, man, I mean, especially after going through your cancer treatment. So two years now, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah, after going down two years ago, yeah. After going through that, I imagine you wouldn't take any unnecessary risk with your health, especially being a nurse. No, and and, but, but you know what though? I don't, I mean, and I'm on meds that anyway, you know, kind of like lower my immune system. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a drug trial yeah. for my, for my breast cancer. And so, but even then I don't live in fear. Yeah. You know, Leon, I just don't live in fear. At the same time, though, I don't go put myself in a, in a situation where, you know, I could possibly, you know, get sick. Meaning, you know, like right now, like nurses can can take like little contract assignments to these places that really need extra nurses. And, you know, I would not do that. I would not sign up to do that because I am putting my health at risk, which is then affecting my family, yes. you know? So like, I wouldn't do that, but I don't live in fear. Like, Oh, I got to wear this mask every day. Yeah, you, you never have though. You never <laughs> no, have. That's never been you. No, you know me. I never have. I do not live in the fear of that, yeah. you know, but at the same time, I would not outwardly put myself in a situation where so there is that high potential danger there. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not the probably the best person to get a true healthcare perspective because it's, you know, it's really not affecting me or, or exactly where I, I work. No, I, your perspective is great. So it's cool because I have a bunch of different perspectives from different parts of nursing in different areas of the country um, that aren't just heavily populated, you know? And so that's really what I was looking for. Like you gave me exactly what I was looking for. Like, how's it affecting you where you work 
your life and things of that nature. And that's exact. that's all I'm looking for to try to get more of it. Cause if I get stories from everybody and it's just like, listen, this is not, there's not one story. And that's, that's more right. of the biggest point is like, Hey guys, we're all trying to define this through one lens and it's not one lens. <laughs> so, and it's not, and, and you know, like, like your friend that's the administrator, you know, I couldn't imagine her shoes because, you know, these administrators are making decisions for us. And, you know, I can't imagine the stress that they've been feeling of like, what's the best way to protect my employees? And, uh, you know, I mean, we, we just have to go with it. And I mean, I think like for my healthcare system, I work for, I think they've done amazing. I think they have done very well. And, and when is the right time to like, okay, bring back in the elective surgeries or now allow more visitation or, you know, like allow the world to kind of go back. I mean, hell, we're already talking about being nervous of a second wave and kind of around, I mean, flu season does not begin in the winter. People get diagnosed with flu in the summer. All the time. And which is right around the yeah, I think so, I get the know, flu in the just, summer every year. I mean, not every year. I mean, every time yeah, I get it. I mean, yeah, I think I get it, it in it the summer. Not, it does not just mean it's a winter virus. And so, I mean, now you, you're kind of, we're coming coming off this trail in of COVID and now flu is right around the corner. And so, I mean, it's, you know, what's the right answer? That's why I don't, you know, people are blasting president trump and his administration and all this that, and the other and i'm just like i can't even imagine being in his, his shoes i just can't you know with with trying to make all the best decisions for you know the country and but then you have people who are like well why is government telling me my life of what to do <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, well, it's, because you would be that idiot one that would go <laughs> spread it to everybody. Yeah, there were still people out everywhere. Yes, like our grocery stores, the amount of people in them have not changed. They haven't. Oh, and like your highways, where are all you people going? If, if you are an essential employee, where are all you people going? Yeah, like people are still traveling. People are still going out in places and no we're not obviously going to parks and theaters and you know music concerts and i mean those big events but i mean people are still you know i mean but i think it's also depending on where you live like here like you know i mean i live what an hour ish from houston i mean it's not like like new york got hit hard yeah you know um, New Orleans got hit hard. So I think if you're like in that area where every other person is, has COVID, you're probably more apt to stay in and yeah. not not be out. Whereas, you know, like Houston, I don't know numbers. So I can't yeah. even begin to even say. But I mean, like you said, we're very spread out. It's not anything compared to what New York what their like numbers are. So I think also depends on where my Brenham community, I'm not even sure what our numbers are. Obviously it's not 
it's not huge. Yeah. So yeah. I think, you know, it'd be one thing if there were like, oh, a thousand plus. I mean, I think what my, my sense is, is when maybe not quite 25,000. Yeah. So it's like what we may have 200. I don't know. I'm maybe. totally making that up. Yeah. But maybe. That's but yeah. Then, oh, you've got 2000 of your community members, you know, effective. Well, that's a little different. Yeah. At 2000. Oh, you have. Yeah. Right. Right. So I think maybe it depends too on where, you know, where you live and what, you know, what, what you're going through but i mean i tell you when i'm driving into houston no i mean sure the highway is a little less but not by much i mean there are people still i mean out out like where are you people doing yeah like what is there to do know, at this, what, are, what is there to do at this point <laughs> there's nothing to really yeah do. i mean you know and so uh, you know for me i'm somewhere different every day i'm either at work or i'm at my my place of business yeah you know and so i'm somewhere different every day and then of course i've been asked that too well you work at the hospital are you going to transmit or not transmit but um like spread it you know you work at the hospital one day and then you come into your business the next day you know the fear of transmission no no you're not even you're not you're not in the you're not in direct line of contact with it so no like our patients at our hospital, they're in a completely separate building. Yeah. And pretty much now, almost every patient's getting tested for COVID. Almost every patient, you know? And so, no, no, I'm not one that, again, I mean, what my work is between the hospital and my, you know, my place of business is no different than going out into the community. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not. It's going to be different. And I just, I don't get upset at all by it, Leon, because, you know, oh my gosh, it is what it is. And we're all, you know, learning this together and going through this together. And, you know, our, you know, hospital administrators are working hand in hand, I'm sure with CDC and infectious disease docs and, you know, employee health of what's the best way to handle it, prevent it, you know, take care of those who are sick and, you know, what, what to do. So, I mean. Yeah. I think, I think that quote, it is what it is, you know, is, is very much what it is. I mean, people that's, that should be your mantra going through this. It is what it is. Do what we have to do to get through this right safely and with affecting the fewest number of people possible. And then let's just keep moving forward. Right. So, well, I think we went. What was it? The swine flu or the Spanish flu? Or I mean, long, long oh, time ago. Yeah, swi- it? bird flu, Disease, bird flu. Yeah, bird flu or something. Where yeah. you know it's a pretty big pandemic. But that time, that age is so different than where we are today. Oh, oh, you're you talking know? about the I oh twenty nine oh the nineteen uh, twenties. That was the Spanish flu. Spanish flu or something. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you know, that time is just so different than it is, you know, today. So really, I mean, the world has not seen something. I mean, don't even talk about Ebola. That's different. Yeah. You know, and it surely wasn't spread like this. And so, I mean, you know, it, it is, this is so new for, for everybody. You just, you cannot get mad. You just, you can't, it's nobody's fault. You know, I mean, wherever it came from in China and with the whole, I guess, you know, the 
transmission from the animal to the person who ate it or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you just can't, you just can't get mad. I mean, you just, you just have to, it is what it is. And you know, the, and look, I mean, we have government help out there to help our businesses, you know, to help our families. Like I know my work, they've been amazing at helping with childcare costs yeah. and elderly costs. And, um, I mean, there are programs out there to help you in whatever area you are in your life. I mean, you know, how great is that though? You know, yeah. I mean, we're going through a hardship time, but yet our administration is still trying to find ways to help us financially. You know, I mean, don't, you know, there's been with your, your bills, you know, hopefully the companies will give you a little grace period or, you know, like President Trump said, you know, you can't be evicted if you can't pay your rent right now. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, stuff like that. How how great is that, though? You know, we're, we're all, you know, we're taking an economic dive, but yet, you know, our administration is trying to help us still live. You know, I mean, how do you just get mad at that? Whereas, you know, like, like you know, us, I mean, like on a weekend, like obviously we make most of our money on weekends, right? Yeah, because yeah. that's where families are coming out. They're spending, you know, hours, you know, at, at the yard and letting their kids run and play and birthday parties or events, you know, are, are scheduled mainly on weekends. So, yeah, I mean, of course we've taken a hit on weekends. I mean, that's where we make most of our money. Yeah. And, you know, again, thank God for the pizzas uh, to go, of course, you know, that's kept us open but i mean i'm still i still have loans to pay yeah you know yeah. bills to pay and now my employee cost is even more because you know we're open every day i mean i need employees there to help make the pizza you want to provide good customer service and good pizza times right so you yeah. need an abundance of employees to make that happen and so yeah i mean you're right it's 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 tough. It's yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, really hard. A lot of people are thinking about the now, the right now, and like you said, instead of like the long term plan. Yeah. So yeah, it will so, be very, very interesting. It will. It will. Um, hopefully, in um, uh, let's see, let's hopefully in six months we can come back to this and be like, hey, this is what happened. Here's where we are. Hopefully, it's in right. a more positive space, right? Right. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Exactly. We're not, not exactly. like we're right back where we were six months ago when we where talked, we were. and we're actually right. a little bit worse off. So uh -oh. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly, so. exactly, exactly. Well, it was so good to talk to you, Leon. Thank you for choosing me. I really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. No, I this really was so fun. It was nice. It was, so it was a fun. good conversation. So I, I thank yeah, you. Yeah, this much. was really really nice. Thank you. Thank you so so much. I would like to thank Trisha for her time. I really appreciate her participating in this. It was nice talking to her and I enjoyed catching up. Please join me tomorrow for the next installment of our COVID-19 series. This has been one good question. Once again, I'm your host, Leon Davis. Theme music by DJ Seth Lowry. Other music courtesy of Epidemic Sound. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you may listen. To catch up with us on social, check the show notes.